no, not as yet. But I must also say that the report does indicate that um, there aren't even light uh, lights in that building, mm-hmm. electrical appliances or electrical wiring in that building at the moment. So as soon as it gets dark, we can't even operate in that building. Mm. Now, now, as I pointed out in the introduction as well, this building was deemed uninhabitable in 2014 already. In other words, effectively condemned. Nobody should be using it. Nobody should be occupying it. Why, why are you still there as the taxi organizations? You know, thing is, we've been trying to negotiate with JPC, City of Joburg, and Department of Transport in terms of finding us a suitable place to move to while they either refurbish or rebuild that building. Mm. But for the past seven years, we've just not been getting any response from the city or JPC in terms of assisting us. So this leads to us, you know, we are feeling like we are being sidelined. Mm. Because if you look at the building across the road from us, it's it cost in about 500 million rand for them to build that long um long-distance facility. Yeah, yeah. That facility is standing open. There's nobody using that facility at the moment. <laughs> now, they spent all the money on that, whereas we are occupying a building where we have over 3,000 people moving through that building every single day. And this is a concern to us because should anything happen to anybody or any of our passengers or commuters in that building, who takes responsibility for that? Well, this is the issue because we keep, Responding to things once the tragedy happens. You're sitting in a situation where you're saying, City of Joburg, can we avoid a tragedy here? When is the last time you, you engaged the City of Joburg? And, and quite frankly, in your view, why has there been a dragging of feet around getting you a new, a new building? Okay, to answer your first question, we've, the last engagement we've had was in August of this year where they indicated to us, listen, so we're going to be meeting with you guys and we're going to be finding a resolution. We've spoken to the ED of transport, uh, Ms. Mabuza, and we said to her, we are willing to work with you, to form a partnership with you so that we can find a resolution. Um, as yet, nothing has happened. Now, this is every single year, the same thing occurs where they keep saying, we're going to sit down, we're going to find a solution. But nothing happens. Now, what we, what, what we are finding is that this is becoming a, a marginalization issue for us because we, there's a correlation between our building and then we also have our root issues. Mm. So the same way in which they don't deal with our building is the same way in which they don't deal with our root issues. So the five associations who occupy Metro Mall B, at the moment we find that all our routes are being infringed by different associations our roots are being re-registered in other associations. Mm-hmm. Maybe this happens on a weekend. Yeah, so that, that's a recipe for disaster. Are, 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 are of the same importance. Justin, that, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for, for potential violence, isn't it? That's correct. And we've indicated to the city, we've indicated to transport that at the moment, tensions are boiling. So bloodshed is about to happen, but nobody's listening to us. Let me ask you uh, about our new mayor, uh, Mpomwerani, because for a number of years he'd been sitting, of course, on uh, the infrastructure uh, mayoral committee for the city of Joburg. Uh, has, has he offered anything in terms of a solution to this? Has he been involved directly in the story? Udo, there has been nobody from government involved in the story. We have tried and tried and tried. We've gone to all, all the channels provided by government, whether it's the regulatory entity, whether it's the public regulatory entity, whether it's the Department of Transport, nobody comes back and nobody gives a solution. 
It's just a little bit funny because we've tried to get somebody from the city of Joburg into this conversation this morning and, and we weren't successful. So, so it's interesting. I'm going to ask you again. You've explained to us the symptoms. You've explained to us the conditions under which you are operating. What do you think the overwhelming motivation is for, for people to be turning a blind eye to Swuta and those five associations sitting at that rank? You know, if I can give you some, 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 some just food for thought. We have Santanko as the, the body which represents the industry. Mm. We've asked the government, how is it possible that you only have one body representing an entire industry? Because our concerns are not Santanko's concerns. And if you only want to address Santanko, how will you ever be able to address our concerns? And then we, we, we as, 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 as a community, if you look at the Alvaro Park, Alvaro Park at the moment is facing an onslaught in terms of their route being attacked. Reveille is facing an onslaught. Bosman, JCTA, all of us at the same time, we are losing our route and nobody is paying attention to that. So I, I, can't, I, I can't explain to you why this is that the government is just deliberately not listening to us. Okay. I, I think in the spirit of preventing anything disastrous from happening. Let us also take it upon ourselves as we wanted to this morning to try and and really find people who can provide answers to those questions. But for this morning's sake, though, Justin Stanger of SWUTA, 